man I, I, dude i was uh i had a i had a pretty bad job interview yesterday morning <laughs> that was fine but uh i usually get those all the time but i was driving down the street and i was parking at a market and i was like in the palms area okay. if you guys know where that is as it's called for city and i pull into the market i was like oh i'm gonna go buy something to eat or maybe like a it's like a japanese market i'm gonna buy like a bun or something inside and just come back out um so i I go in the parking lot. I'm about to park my car, and I, I look to my left, and I see the most gorgeous woman I've ever seen in my life. Okay. So I'm like, nice. Go like that, and usually that's yeah. always a bad thing. You're when, driving. Also. Yeah, yeah. Whenever I do that, I usually run into something. Not driving. <laughs> well, no, you're not gonna run into something. You're gonna roll into something. Well, the thing is, like, uh, usually when that occurs, I'm usually walking. Right. Okay. Right. I run into a pillar. It's happened right. a couple times before. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> couple like one time really hard okay. hit me in the head. But I was like, oh my gosh! So like, like, and you know, like when when you're like when you when you're a guy and you see a woman that's so attractive, you kind of want to get another look. Of course, you but you don't to. want to hey, be like. Girls do that with guys too. Yeah, yeah, but you don't. At a certain point, you don't want to be creepy about it. So I'm like, I don't. I'm like thinking in my head. It was like, how do I glance at her again without her being creeped out? So I'm like, I walk away. I was like, and then I f- act like I forgot something in my car. Yeah. I'm parked by now. And it's like, I, I walk back to my car. So I'm like leaning against the side of my car and my side mirror going like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's not creepy at all, Ken. Not at all. So when you just do this, just act like it's a business thing and uh, go to her yeah. and <laughs> give her a good eye contact yeah. and pitch a business idea maybe that way you can talk to her work. longer get a longer look. or, or yes. the other thing um <laughs> ma'am I'm, I'm i'm selling something for the, the, the <laughs> <laughs> what are you selling Dude, something <laughs> what skateboard <laughs> whatever you want i'm selling i'm just saying that you should I, I wish you'd be able to use your, like, K-pop-looking hairstyle and looked. Maybe you could fake being a pop star. Like, hey, I'm, my name is so-and-so. I'm, I'm actually new in town. I'm a, you know, in this band called, you know, I don't know, uh, Orange Sunday. I don't know. I mean, they have weird names for bands. <laughs> <laughs> they do. They do. Super I, Junior. Yeah, that's, 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 until, that's until she sees the rest of my car and the oh, front up. Oh, that's true. You don't have, it, like, a... The front bumper yeah. is destroyed. <laughs> know how I put it back together? I went to Home Depot and just screwed on some things <laughs> so it doesn't fall off, protect my radiator. I was like, yeah, I'm a celebrity. <laughs> well, I'll tell you this brief little, little story. I just remembered something that I can mention. So um, yesterday I was in a club meeting. I'm in a club also. and uh, But the thing was the only members who came to the meeting were just a bunch of girls, and one of them brought – uh, their their baby daughter with them, and so all the girls are like, oh, it's so cute, blah blah. And she asked me if I want to hold the baby. And I, I told her, I was like, no, 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 I never want to hold a baby ever. And and I didn't mean it like that, but when I said that, literally every girl in that room just looked at me with the dirtiest look, like, <laughs> I can't believe you just said. Actually, one girl straight up said. I just met you, but I kind of hate you. No, no, no. Mm. I agree. Always I have a backup story. Well, no, no, I have a reason. I can mm. tell you. The, I, yeah, what's the reason? Well, basically, I, I explained. Hold, 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 let me explain to you what I mean. I said my rule is this: babies are contagious. I will. No, no, I'll hold a baby. I will hold my own baby. You know, mm-hmm. if I had, a, if I had a baby, I'd hold my baby. But Nush, I'm saying, Nush, you, you are a germaphobe. I, I am, know that. I, am, that I know. I'm a germaph- I am. Yeah. I'm misophobic. I, yeah. I am. But, but that's not the reason, though. I mean, I would hold my own baby if I had a baby. But I'm saying. I don't want to hold somebody else's baby. And I explained to them the reason why is this. My rule of thumb is this. Never 
let somebody hold your baby mm-hmm. unless you're also willing to forgive them if they accidentally <laughs> drop your baby. What? No, that's the rule. I'm thinking about it. Think about it. You give if I give my baby to Ken, let's say, right? Yeah. And I love Ken. He's one of my friends. Mm-hmm. But the, if he drops my baby, I have to ask myself. Am I willing to forgive him for dropping my baby, mm. or am I going to be pissed about that? Well, it, re- so, it, it also so, depends on where I'm dropping the baby and off what. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> There's a lot of factors. I'm, I'm just saying, only give your baby to people who you know you trust. I could them just walk out go, to the student u- center of the student union right there. I was like, oh no, <laughs> potato off the edge. But <laughs> you know what? I have refused to hold babies for many years. I yeah. really did because I was afraid of dropping them. I didn't know what to do with them mm. until I one of my exes had a neat little niece and she was shoved in my arms and that was the end of that. I figured out babies, but I understand. I don't want to drop someone else's baby. Yeah. <laughs> speaking about ba- speaking about babies, you ever seen like really ugly babies that your friend ends up posting on Facebook and you're like, you just say, oh how cute. You there liar. Are ugly babies. There are ugly <laughs> That's babies. awful. I'm you should sorry. never tell them that. Mm. No. Well, my- yes, you should tell them lie because they think they're the most beautiful creatures on the planet and. Maybe they'll be of like course. ugly ducklings. They grow up to be cute. Yeah, that's why you don't say anything. My rule like, is, I will say something if the baby's cute, but if the baby's not cute, I say nothing. <laughs> yes, that's I what I do. See, that's the thing I'm trying to say. It's, yeah. You say nothing. It's yeah. what about, wow. What? Oh, that's neat. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. It, why, is your baby wow. smart? Oh, wow. What's her first word? <laughs> wow. Okay. That's good. Wow. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> Get ready. Okay, so life is crazy. Welcome to another episode of Ryan and Ken are dead. Um, I'm your host Danushka Kumar Singha, and our other host Ken. <laughs> I'm known by one name. You're, you're the new. Actually, dude, we're, I'm glad <laughs> I hired Ken. you as the new host now because we have a, a have an opening for two hosts. Yes. So yes. I'm glad to have or you. Be screwed. Have you on, Ken? Uh, and our we have two guests for today. Uh, our first guest is Mindy. Thank you for joining us again, Mindy. Hello. She, she was on our Halloween episode, if you remember. So glad to have you on. Um, Good to be here. Yeah. Ashley, I'm going to have you tell us a little bit about yourself, Mindy. But You mean I just, get to this time? Yes. This I actually time, get to this time? Yes, because I forgot last time. <laughs> Go ahead. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I didn't prepare anything. You forgot to tell me about that. Nah. But I'm part-time student in community college at the moment be transferring soon full-time worker and also a beach body coach so mm. i've got lots and lots and lots going on but took the time out to come see you guys what's today. beach body beach body uh, they make things like insanity p90x things like that the Ooh. workout programs but they oh, also okay. make shakeology which you oh, may or okay. may not have heard of okay um but mm. yeah so i drink that every day and working out and trying to get fit cool yeah. cool all right uh, and our, our second guest is James uh, Myers. Yes, James. Uh, you you kind of talked a little about your club. But tell us a little about a little bit about yourself. Uh, I'm an alumni of Cal State Dominguez Hills Kinesiology. Um, also, I uh, train people where I was doing music. Uh, I'm talking today that I have an MIC, uh, which is Music Industry Club, and today I'm looking for upcoming artists. 
Um, I just want those that are interested uh, on the marketing side, uh, communication side, art side, di digital media side. If any of you guys out there here, um, go to uh, mic uh, dot .com. Uh, if you're interested, uh, we're just looking for more artists because we know at the Cal State Dominguez Hills there's a lot of artists on this campus, and we just want them to come and be a part of us and a part of the team as a family, and you know go to different venues like the House of Blues so they can showcase their um their gift. So a uh, little about myself as I start this music club uh, this year. I've been doing music since five years, and I'm getting back up. Um, with the industry because then I see a lot of artists sometimes not being pushed and I, sometimes I play the head of a manager and slash a promoter so that's pretty much about myself when you said you have a club though I mean you're, you're an alumni so you're not in school anymore but how where, actually club? um the club is actually my bad at um, El Camino Torrance and uh, Compton College oh, okay, okay okay so it's it's uh, other it's multi-college multi-colleges yes yeah. so our, yeah. our goals is to have a different global different venues a college so we could perform at and me being alumni at Cal State Dominguez Hills is to bring uh, everything back here. So yeah. that's okay. So that's it. your goal. You're, that's why you're here. You're trying to get the club started on this campus yes. as well. Yes. Okay. Cool. Cool. Good to good to know. Good to have you on. Um, so we will get into our topic. Uh, our topic for today. So the the James. I always try to pick one word to summarize what this topic is. Like I always. Every episode of ours has a one word title. So the t the title for today's episode is Neverland. <laughs> which is, I think it sums it up pretty well. Neverland. It's basically our topic is stuff that adults are into that are really targeted towards children. Like that's the target is children, but somehow adults are also into this thing. Actually, one of my friends uh, online mentioned that we should have talked about Pokemon Go for this because that's kind of mm, something uh, yeah, targeting children. Yeah, we can talk about that. But I mean, well, I, I didn't pick a story for that. But yeah, we can mm, briefly mm. talk about it. Definitely, if we have a chance. Yeah. So I'm, I'm gonna get into my story. So. Michael Jackson. No, <laughs> Neverland. No. Um, my, I think, dude, I think my story encapsulates exactly, exactly what this entire topic is all about. So, um, here's my, here's my story. I, I want to talk about the Wiggles. Who, who's, who, who's familiar with the Wiggles? It sounds familiar, and I just cannot figure out why. Okay, I need I'll, a okay. picture. I'm going to show you a picture. Do you know what the Wiggles yes, are? Yes, I do. Okay. Do you know what the Wiggles uh, are? We've got to move. Okay. Basically, what the Wiggles are is it is a children's band. Like it Basically, it's a bunch of adults that have a band, but all they do is they play like music. They, they're like a band. They play music. They play instruments. But all of their music is targeted towards children. They're basically doing like preschooler songs, like, you know, the wheels on the bus go round and round, hot potato, things like that. Like they basically mm -hmm. sing preschooler songs but they do like you know like music with guitars and everything and they they've been around since 1991 they're a huge success oh. they're out of australia i don't remember uh, them yeah well i mean it's not it's a big australian thing it got big in the u.s i want to say around 2010 ish when disney channel started having them for mm -hmm. their kids but um i mean that's what they are i mean like here i'll, I'll show you a uh bigger picture of what the group looks like uh if you guys want to take a look at this like this is yeah there you go that's a picture of them also mindy here's a picture can you see it james over yeah, here? Awesome. is there a yeah. woman now is she's a new oh. one <laughs> she is well i'll explain that part but yes there is a woman on the on the group but uh right so i mean basically right it's a, it's a band for children uh formed in 1991 it consists of greg the yellow wiggle jeff <laughs> the purple wiggle murray the red wiggle and anthony the blue wiggle however after 2010 
Jeff, Murray, and Greg retired, and they were replaced by the new generation Wiggles, Emma, the yellow Wiggle, Lackey, the purple Wiggle, <laughs> and Simon, the red Wiggle. So they had a television show that was broadcast all over the world, uh, 44 albums. They've been working for 25 years. They're, they're a big hit. They've made, like, billions all over the world just targeting children, you know, spreading education through music. Uh, into, uh, so, yeah, they, they replaced their old members with new members. Um, so, okay, I want you to imagine this, though, right? So you are a young woman with a preschooler who loves the Wiggles, uh, your kids want to go to concerts, they want to watch the DVDs, they want to watch the show. Basically, you spend a lot of time watching the Wiggles because mm-hmm. your kids are watching the Wiggles, right? Like, Wiggles are all over your house. Mm-hmm. Uh, and these guys that are on the show, the four original guys especially, they're great with kids and they're kind of like rock stars, basically, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and since you just had kids recently, you know, your sex life might not be that great. You I'm know? pretty sure if you had them recently, they're not loving the Wiggles yet. Well, that's true. But you I mean, said six nights and that what? Well, I mean, uh, hold on. In the age range of like, we're talking like two to six. That that that's the my sex group. life better come back if my kid is two. <laughs> okay. Otherwise, it's gonna be divorced. Well, I'm happening. just saying, a lot of young parents with young children have difficulty, you know, maintaining their typical sex life, and that's like a a proven thing. It's because it's difficult. You got a lot of work taking care of the kids, all that mm. stuff. Sex life suffers usually. So, again, imagine you know, young woman. And you just had your kids. Your sex life might not be great right now. Your kids are always watching the Wiggles. So when you were a, when you were younger, maybe you were a teenager, you're you're into rock stars. Like you, you thought rock stars are hot, you know. And so basically, what I'm trying to paint this picture, what I'm trying to get into, is that the Wiggles have groupies. I'm not even joking. <laughs> Straight up, the Wiggles have groupies. So they get fan mail. And um, the Wiggles are, like, I mean, some of the guys in the group are somewhat attractive, I guess, apparently. According to some women, <laughs> I don't know. So. I don't, that's what I'm saying. As according to some women, they are attractive, especially Anthony, the Blue Wiggle, who was voted Bachelor of the Year in Clio magazine in 1999. This is an see, Australian magazine, why. by the way. Why? But no. I look, I, I don't know, I'm saying look up Anthony, the Blue Wiggle. I'm already there. Outside, I'm t- I'm actually, I can see it a little bit. Only because when he cleans up and he's not in his, like, Anthony the Wiggle outfit, he's <laughs> he's an all right looking older man, like a gray fox. I'm so good sort of Anthony deal. the Wiggle. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, the, wigg- the Wiggles are constantly stalked and sent fan mail by young mothers. And they actually, these groupies, <laughs> these, these groupies actually have a name. They're called Wiggleheads. Wiggleheads. <laughs> oh, and it just gets better. <laughs> yeah. So their shows started to sell out more and more and more, but it was mainly mothers in attendance. Like, there's kids. There's definitely kids. <laughs> mothers did but there's a, the lot of, a lot of mothers in attendance for their live shows. Yeah. What? And um, parents. And women... <laughs> That's him. I'm saying. Or at I mean, least I hope they're single parents. He's he's not what? a bad looking guy. Like he's he's all right. I hope they're single parents. No, some of these. No, yeah, that's the that's a disturbing part. They're not single if parents. If you're a young mother and you know you're you're busy taking the kids, the the father's away working, the sex life is suffering. Sometimes you're attracted to these rock star guys. You so know, it happens. let me ask the question. So yeah. the Wiggles gonna be playing the wheel of us go round yeah. and round, <laughs> round and round. Yeah. So a woman gonna be there and watching the guy while. That song's being played. And, that's and, she, and she's into it, man. She and, and, she, and she's like undressed. She's just like, she's she's like, like she's biting her lip. Like. Undressing him with her <laughs> yeah, eyes. Yeah, dude, she's on, in. On hey, McDonald's you know, had a front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got abs. What? Yeah. He does have abs. 
And what, what, what's more attractive to a woman, or at least middle-aged woman, than a guy that could take care of children? Right. I mean, Perfect. Okay, that mm-hmm. is true. That is part mm-hmm. of See? that I'm is happy. part of the appeal. <laughs> right. I mean, appeal. Yes. It's the fact that yeah, these guys are like you know not bad looking, and they're good with kids, and they're mm-hmm. rock stars. So uh, these women started making sexual proposals <laughs> to them, okay. like like straight up after concerts, sending fan mail, and they would reference like lewd acts that they're open to, like like Ooh. I will let you do these nasty things to me. <laughs> these women are sending these guys <laughs> letters and messages trying to like like pro- like make these proposals to them, sexual proposals. Um, there's insiders from chat rooms on on different chat forums across the internet uh, who've reported that a number of adult women. Um, are are making these really like like some of the the posts that are on these forums are so lewd that they've been like shut down like like listen you can't can't be saying this stuff in a room about the Wiggles like it's not appropriate. Um, and uh, one woman sent Anthony the Blue Wiggle a letter with a Uh-oh. jigsaw piece. And every single day he'd get a new letter with a different jigsaw piece. And as he started to put the jigsaw piece together, it it's a picture, it's a pornographic picture of her. <laughs> Everything's showing. I appreciate her creativity right there. I like her. I like to see that picture. <laughs> well, I, I don't know, man. I mean, listen, just because she's a young mom doesn't mean she's like a really attractive young mom. I'm pretty we sure don't know. she might be. But we can assume because we don't know. Well, we don't know. We can assume. Uh, one woman camped out in the lobby of their hotel for a week, and the band had to like take out like back exits to get out of the hotel because like they were afraid like she might be a crazy person. <laughs> yeah, creepy. Yeah, creepy person. Yeah. Um, uh, also, women bring Krispy Kreme donuts to all of their shows to try to get backstage. Okay, like, hey, I've got some Krispy Kreme donuts for the band. <laughs> I mean, doesn't that sound like a mother thing to do? Like, I've got Krispy Kreme <laughs> nah. donuts. That is a very much soccer mom thing to do. Yeah. Hey, I have um, cupcakes. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, cupcakes would have been actually a little bit better, yeah. Um, so there's a side note, by the way, that I just wanted to mention. I, I just thought it was an interesting thing. Emma, with the new generation, Emma, the yellow wiggle, and Lackey, the purple wiggle, actually secretly dated for two years before they got married. So they were actually having their own little rendezvous Aww. going Aww. on. <laughs> they were dating you. Why are you doing the kitchen show? What? <laughs> they were, their wiggle time. Their own wiggle time. Oh, wiggle. I mean, apparently they tried to keep it, you know, the PDA or whatever. They tried to keep it secret as much as they could. Oh. But, uh, but, I mean, you know, the, they, they had their time in their hotel so room. So two wiggles so. getting in, huh? <laughs> two, two wiggles <laughs> for getting, yes. Wiggle, 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 huh? <laughs> that was perfect. That was, that was perfect. I that was... That I, I so think, that's what the song is about. I think this is even like I think it's really just funny, also because they're called the Wiggles. Like it's just so suggestive in and of itself, you know. Mm-hmm. One guy, one guy on the show. This is actually a funny little rumor I heard. So uh, one guy claims that his brother is a tech guy on the set of the show. And he sold weed to a specific member of the Wiggles. He won't say which member, but definitely he sold weed to the Wiggles. That that happened. It was all I of them, wasn't it? <laughs> it was all one. of them. And After the having to deal with kids all day and that, I yeah. would have a big old bag of weed sitting at home. I, I actually, I'm not gonna lie. I kind of feel like it makes a lot of sense that the Wiggles would smoke weed. Like I think you kind of have to to do what you do <laughs> yeah. for like 25 years. This. This type of a children's show. I, I dude, you have, to, like, you, you have to be amped for an hour and a half. Yeah, dude. Dancing, singing, playing you know, guitars and drums and all that. Yeah. At one point, they did 
an adult-only show. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, Uh-oh. no. Was it full of those crazy moms? Tweet mm. goes out, anyone be interested in attending a pub gig for over 18s? <laughs> and <laughs> alcohol's involved. Original Wiggles reunion next year. Played live and loud. It's for a great charity. The Wiggles and, and the, the fan... Like, enthusiasm was huge. 2,300 people bought tickets online, like, that day to, like, go to that show. Wow. The Wiggles eventually began doing adult-only shows. Um, <laughs> to sh- and, and part of the reason was to ensure also that the that the main attendance for the regular shows were children. Like, they were just like, listen, there's way too many adults coming to our regular shows. We'll have adult-only shows to get the adults their Wiggles fix and, <laughs> and have the other shows for children. Um 700 people would come to these concerts, dude. Now that you said that, now I'm just thinking, it's like, these might be people with not, no children that just somehow are attracted well, to the members. Think about this also. Yeah. They've, That's creepy. They No, actually, it's not as creepy as you think. You know why? They've been doing this for 25 years. Yeah. The kids who they started with in 1991 are adults now. Oh, and man. And for them, it's just like, See, dude, this is my childhood. So yeah. This is my childhood. That, that's you know, how that, they felt it, about it. It'd be creepy if it was the other way. They, they just think about it. No, I, yes, it'd be good yeah, either way, but still. It's because. Still little, uh, Silver Fox, yeah. yes. Cougar Mom, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what Anthony, Anthony Field, the Blue Wiggle, said is, it'll be great seeing kids who are four when Hot Potato came out dancing <laughs> with a drink. <laughs> <laughs> it would be. <laughs> right? I like that. I like that he said that. I like that. You know what, though? Thinking about it, though, if, if I... That, they had a pub show around here. I'd probably go because it actually might be really yeah. fun. Sounds like it's really fun. <laughs> um, they're planning to stick to the original Wiggles tunes. So they're not even doing like different music. They're going to do Toot Toot, Chugga Chugga, <laughs> Big Red Car, Captain Feather Sword, <laughs> Henry the Octopus. Stop. So stop. Um, the, I'm going to have to hear these songs later. <laughs> oh, man. You might be a fan. <laughs> You should get your kids into Wiggles, and then you could be a Wiggle head. Well, once I pop out some kids, yeah. I'll make sure they watch the Wiggles. Mind- well, that's what I meant. When you Mindy, why, has, Mindy, since he started the story, you just kept looking at that one Wiggle in his ass. Dude, Anthony is a good-looking Wiggle. Hey, he had some good he had the Of body course he does. Blue, okay? yeah. I mean, I the like, blue, hmm. that blue jumper skivvy thing he's wearing hides you know, the, the, the body. You know, hides it, it does. Well. Yeah. It does. He, and he has a tattoo of yeah, his mom's does. name on his arm. Yeah. I was like, oh, extra bonus points for the guy. Yeah. They're all dressed like Captain Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> they are. I was thinking they kind of look Star Trek-y, but yeah. not, not high-tech enough for me. Yeah. <laughs> so um, these shows had alcohol served, and the entire audience was drunk. Just completely <laughs> wasted. Um, and the funny thing is this, though, dude. People did stuff, though, that's so funny. Like, at one point, people waved lighters during the song Wags the Dog. <laughs> like, they were playing a song called Wags the Dog, and people were straight up waving lighters in the air. I like um, that. The crowd exploded, exploded with enthusiasm, shouting and screaming and singing when they started playing the counting song. <laughs> Um, and here's the thing. You would think that the show would be a little more adult. Like the Wiggles would 
you know, make some adult references or adult jokes. Yeah. But but no, dude, straight up, the Wiggles played this show like any other children's show. <laughs> Just straight up like a kid's show. Rated G. <laughs> they were probably under contract, too. <laughs> um, actually, they never broke character to the point where one of the members, the original members, the original Red, not the new generation, but the original Red, he actually has kind of like, a, like an illness where he sometimes, like, falls asleep, like... I don't know. He falls asleep sometimes. Like that's okay. He has narcolepsy. It's so worse. Narcolepsy? It's, worse than narcolepsy. it's worse than narcolepsy because it actually has to do with like his heart. He has like oh, heart no. issues. Yeah. But I mean, he he still did the the reunion pub shows. But anyway, he started to have some issues on stage. At one point, some of the fans started shouting like, "Give him!" I don't know what. This is Australian slang, but there's some drug called VB. I guess I don't know what VB is, but they're like, "Give him some VB." And the car- mm-hmm. and the and the Wiggles never broke character. Like, um, I think it was the purple one or Anthony. Uh, they they were just like, "What's VB? We don't know what that is. Is it very bad?" And then they said the the the, the closest thing to like making an adult reference. They said is, uh, "I think what we need is something to wake, um, you know, whatever his the Red Wiggle guy's name to wake so and so up, not put him to sleep." <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, I don't know. Dude, just imagine a kid's show. Like, it's like Blue's Clues or, like, Sesame Street, but with a bunch of, a, like, drunk adults. Nice. Actually, actually, those shows, it's just, there were some little, little, little winks of adulthood in those. <laughs> Blue's Clues? Oh, They're, Blue's Clues. I mean, don't I get me Blue's started Clues. on Blue's Clues. Dude, you already did an episode about I that. I did, because yeah, so I have a crush on Miranda, you know, the, <laughs> the girl on Blue's Clues. Yes, yes. The neighbor? Do. I mean, I was always hoping Steve got in there, you know, but... Maybe he did. I hope so. Because Noosh is kind of like Steve, so... <laughs> I <am>. <laughs> <laughs> so he could really put himself in that shit. Yeah. Just like, come on, Steve. Like, Steve went off to college at one point, and his, like, cousin Fred or whoever took over, and... Oh, wow. You know. That's because his original guy got really fired, right? No, no, he wanted to leave. He was... No, dude, the original guy was, like, the best thing on that show, but he left because he, you know, he did, like, the show for, like, five years. I know. He really needed to smoke pot. So, yeah, I mean, you know, you can tell I'm a huge Blue's Clues fan. <laughs> I mean, by the way, Blue's Clues came out when I was, like, in high school. So I happened to just see it on TV sometimes. Well, yeah. this was the topic you know. of the show. Yeah. The only reason why I watched it, a friend had a baby cousin. So I watched it. Mm. Mind you, baby cousin is now in college. But, right. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's the only reason why I ever watched it. But it was catchy. It was very catchy. It's man- meant to be catchy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good job on it. <laughs> so, Mindy. What's uh? What do you got? So I'm not gonna lie. Courtney gave me this, so she couldn't be here, but she's really here in spirit. <laughs> but she had sent me an article um, while I was, I think I was still at work today. But how many did you guys like PE when you were in middle school or we high lived, school? We lived. We lived for PE. PE was life. <laughs> oh man, PE just got progressively wait, worse wait, wait, as you grow up. Hold on, hold on. Which is it? High school? Middle school, high school. Fuck school. PE. No, PE is punishment. <laughs> PE is punishment. I thought you meant like elementary. Elementary school PE oh, is life. Awesome. PE is the best thing to ever happen to us. Yeah, PE <laughs> in high school is run four miles. I was yeah. like, what? <laughs> <laughs> agreed. Agreed. I hate. Well, I can't say much because I took tennis in high school, so it was fun, but I still dreaded going, and I mm. dreaded going in Mount. Do you uh, know why everybody took tennis school. so they didn't have to run four miles a day? <laughs> exactly. And since I was an adaptive PE because of asthma they put me in the tennis so i didn't have to run ah. four miles a day nice. <laughs> just have to run back and forth in but, little intervals right <laughs> <laughs> 
But she sent me an article, and evidently uh, the Newport Rec Center has old school PE as a class. It's a two-hour class, eight-week sessions, where you play things like basketball, relay races, tag, duck, duck, goose, and all sorts of kids. The games that we played as a kid in PE as exercise. Is there an attractive coach? Wait, there's a club. There's like a. It's like a. It's extra... like a class. Hmm. It's a two-hour exercise program strictly for adults and built on grown-up versions of gym class staples. How about dodge? Did you say dodgeball? There is dodgeball. Oh, that's gonna hurt. There's spastic games. There's also a, there's a league in the. Do you, do you know this? This was it called Sky Zone? So it's just trampolines. Oh, could, I oh, love yeah, Sky yeah. Zone. We went a couple yeah, yeah. years ago. Yes, but every they had they do have leagues that open up, and you, really? you're kind of, you're doing tr- trampoline style dodgeball, which is as crazy as it sounds. That would be so <laughs> fun. But this one, this specific class is purposely not like a league. It's not a league. Doesn't want to be like a league. So there's very very rules. Very simple, mm-hmm. basically. Um, don't hurt each other, but beware that, you know, it's still dodgeball. You're still going to get hit by a ball and things yeah. like that. And so they purposely wanted to do it so where it did not feel like a league because it changes every day, mm-hmm. every two weeks or every week they do different mm-hmm. things. And there's a new, like, coordinator every week and mm-hmm. whatnot. So it's pretty cool. So what I'm thinking is that do the old rules still apply in, like, in grade school? If you if, catch it, if you it catch depends. it, they're out. No, not that. It's I like that girl. Should I push her over? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys don't get that? Okay, yeah. Well, yeah. I got put in a headlock when I was in third grade. Did he like you? Liked me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he S- tore out smell one of my, my armpit. Yeah. It doesn't smell yet. Yep. So, yep. That should really happen. Uh, kids. <laughs> I couldn't really um, push the girl over. She was bigger than me. Yeah, but no. This particular article starts off when spastic ball starts. It's better to duck first and ask questions later. Really? Because they throw that hard. Well, you're adults, so why not? Um, but that's, I don't, I have no idea how spastic ball works, though. What is spastic ball? Like, it's some kind of weird... I have, I have no idea what that is. Basketball and soccer somehow mixed. I don't know. Is it really? Yeah. Huh. I don't know. Is it basketball? <laughs> <laughs> but they play a whole bunch of games, but it's really funny because one of the people was like, no, we are not playing Red Rover. Because Red Rover, it's probably not a good idea. Where does it say in here? Um, have you ever played Red Rover? I don't even know what Red Rover is. I don't Rover know is. what it is. Oh, well, that's not... Red Rover <laughs> is one of... The, oh, man. It's, I, I, it's I, I know it's, it's like, like Red Rover, Red Rover, won't you come over? Yes, like, like you... you pull, the one line holds hands together, from what I remember, and mm. then the other person tries to run through it and break the line. So... And it's a weird game. It's basically, can I break through a line? Yeah, yeah. Through the arms. And yeah, and one of the people <laughs> said no. Said, no. Said, I quote, we felt pulling people... We felt pulling shoulders out of bodies 35 or 40 years, 40 years of age is not a good idea. So they did not play Red Rover. And you could just, dude, have a person run through that wall, man. You're just going to be clotheslining people left and right. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Who wants to be clotheslined? Boom. Right? But this is pretty, like, seriously, I want to go check this out if I could. But it's eight-week sessions that you have to do. And I'm like, I'm not going to drive down to I don't Newport. Have that that's, a, that's a commitment. <laughs> well, I mean, it's in Newport. So if I lived in Newport, I'd do it. But... Yeah. If you live in the Newport, really you might fun. have a lot of time for other stuff. Yeah, but I'd be so laid down for this stuff, though. Like, we should get a soccer ball out and go play handball or whatever that we did in elementary school. Jump rope, <laughs> tetherball. <laughs> it's funny. I'd so be down. You guys, I, I, so I'm really into, like, Twilight Zone. You guys ever watch Kick the Can? No. I don't remember that one. It's about it's about the kids that, that play Kick the Can. Right. And they grew up into, like, senior citizens, and they're living at this place and they said, like, if you kick the can, it'll make you young again. Oh, okay. 
Uh-oh. It was actually also in the movie. I didn't watch either. But yeah. what happens the, uh, when they kick the can? What's the twist? The twist is that one of the guys didn't want to do it, and he got left behind. And they all became young. <laughs> they all became young and ran into the woods. It was really creepy if you think about it. Here's the thing. The, the episode that the episode sounds like a good idea, but it actually... It's a metaphor for death, man. It's pretty fucked up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's not the metaphor for death. I just think of it as a, like a totally just a head on my shoulders kind of person. It's like, you don't want to be an eight-year-old anywhere now with, with child molesters and all that stuff. You, you can't rent a car when you're eight years old. You can't get a job. What you the don't hell are need those? to. You get well, taken care of. You go the- find a family to take care of you. Yeah, but then they're going to put you in those, like, like Annie freaking orphan camps. You're so in Doomsday Land. I'm in, like, Happy Land. Like, I'm going to go find a rich family that takes me to Disneyland every week. Find yourself an Angelina Jolie. Ooh, yes. Yeah. Oh, that would be so awesome. I wish. <laughs> right? I'd totally be one of her kids. I'm adoptable. <laughs> I'm me in my 30s, but I'm adoptable. You have to <laughs> lie to her and say you're from a European country. Yeah, yeah, you can't. Well, not even a European country. It has to be, like, African or Asian. She's all about... Isn't she? How about how about a e- from- yeah? How about an East European country? <laughs> there those, you go. Yeah, th- th- those those are unsteady. Sorry if anybody's listening <laughs> from East Europe. <laughs> Listen, man, I am fairly certain our audience does not reach that far. I, hey, I think. you never maybe one day. Yeah, maybe one, one day. day. And they'll be that's, like, oh, that's, that's true. When they go back and listen to this as an archived, you know. Yeah. Hey, recording. remember when they were just doing this out of a. I won't want to say a shack. It's actually pretty nice in here. It's very <laughs> nice, in nice in here. here. It's very nice in here. Yeah. No, I mean, well, remember when we did, did this out of the dungeon? You were there for that. Yeah, right? yeah. I was there for the last episode of the dungeon. The last episode of the dungeon. This I was... think my first episode was your first episode up here. Oh, yeah. It's true. You are. Yeah, she was the first person we had up here. Wow. The last person in the dungeon. <laughs> the first person in the skyloft. Woohoo! I got the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> the, the dungeon reminded me of like an old radio station. It's, yeah. it's, it's crazy. Like, like basically like underground radio. Underground like, radio, like, yeah. This is rebel radio talking about blah, 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 blah. <laughs> like, the government's out to get you and you and your family are not safe. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, uh, goodness. <laughs> I don't even know what's... How do I respond to that? Yeah. Well... <laughs> Listen, we don't have Ryan here. Man, he would have made quips. Like that's oh quips, yeah. Ryan, really. Ryan's quippy. He would have had the quips to yeah. But to Ryan, good to get here. Hey, you know what though? Actually, I, I I feel really I'm I'm really I feel good about this, man. You got this is a good chemistry, good flow. I like this. Yes, lots of talkback. Uh, you know what? I I might have to Are look you at firing them again. I might I might be looking at Courtney and Ryan's contracts and you, know. <laughs> you have to stop saying stuff like this. <laughs> Uh, I, I miss that. No, this is schoolyard stuff. I miss them, so I'm being a dick to them. <laughs> you left me. Yeah. You, left you me might as well just promote them to like like showrunner or something like that. Yeah. Listen, they would not be able to do showrunner because they're so busy that I'm so busy, but I still have to kind of like pull this thing together somehow every week. But like they're super busy. Like showrunning takes so much effort, and like that's why we gotta make some money. What is showrunning? Show, oh, I thought you were volunteering. I would have been like, Mindy, that's great. That's great. <laughs> awesome. Sold. Basically, a showrunner is the person who it's, – it's like producer, basically. But yeah. It, well, I mean, okay, in most shows, a showrunner is like the head producer, the person mm-hmm. who's writing, making all the decisions for the show. But essentially for this show, it would be kind of like producing, where basically you would select the topic and make sure we have a guest. That's literally all, all we need for this show. Can I? Courtney already does that. Like, well, no, Courtney <laughs> does that sporadically. Like she's sometimes too busy to do that. Well, maybe we could have a team of producers. I will talk to Courtney. 
oh my gosh, if you guys can get a team of producers together to take some burden off me, that'd be great. But here's the key, the key important thing. Well, I already thing. have a lot of crap to do. Well, but we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. Because, you know, topics are important way to start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Ken, what do, you, what do you got for us? Okay, I got a new nice talking point. So right. um, um, you definitely probably don't know this person, especially if you live in the States. But in uh, Great Britain, that's, there's a writer called Marianne Power who got very famous for doing her um, a self-help book a month. She wrote one a month Dang. for a while, which is, wow. if you think about it, that's pretty crazy. Well, yeah, think yeah, about dude, it. George R. R. Martin can learn something. <laughs> so the thing was, it's, it's just that she's she's kind of like this like the kind of like the poster child for this this generation of 30 somethings in in kind of like london that that kind of refused to grow up so the idea is that one day her dad like invited her to lunch in like london and they're asking her about her life it was like oh what do you think about your future and stuff like that are you gonna get a house start a family she's like well I know what my career is going to be. I got that down. I was like, family, house, never thought about it. Just shrugged. She just shrugged her shoulders. And dad was kind of like, hmm, probably like irked a little bit. And she kind of like acted like a teenager, respond to everything. I was like, I don't know. Whatever comes up. And she was 34 at the time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of like, that's kind of like the thing about this generation in general. It's, it's even our generation in general. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, it appears that all the, the, the relationships and the marrying and, and the buying house becomes later and later into our lives. Um, I could just, especially uh, people with uh, baby boomer parents, they will get married in their 20s, at latest in their mid-20s, and they will start a family, hopefully move around, get a house already at that time. Yet, we're the generation, as it says in here, that um, we're kind of the generation that keeps hanging on and living on a living at our parents' house and kind of like trying to wait for that to fulfill that dream during that time. And because of that, I know people have been calling this generation, the people in their 30s that are supposed to have this kind of lives um, and have like families and stuff, we called them the Peter Pan generation, right, which is like that. the kind of yeah. like the topic of this show. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's, it's interesting because she, she mentions that her dad was putting her and her sister to like grade school while they were in like their twenties, and she's wait what? Yeah, no, 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 no. The dad was in there is in his twenties. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I was like, yeah, wait, the dad what? was in his twenties. No, oh, no, no, that's some real Peter Pan <laughs> stuff. <laughs> yeah, but um, so people are getting like married later and later. So this mm-hmm. is so they a sociologist kind of like started terming these kind of like weird lingo, these words that we keep seeing in these Peter Pan syndrome. One of them is a- adolescence. And then I think I mentioned another one last night, but I can't remember it right now. But that uh, was... A- adult lessons. Yeah. Adolescence, Ad- yeah. Like, like not adolescence, adult lessons. Yeah, so mm-hmm. it's kind of like um, these people are pretty much described as their, their, their attributes are they're in their 30s, choosing to put off being married as long as they possibly can or stay <laughs> single into adulthood, mm-hmm. continue your life. Of debauchery. Uh, yeah, and, debauchery and, for as long as possible. <laughs> so it, people call this like a trend because, mm-hmm. and they even bring up the, back in the 1970s, um, 
men typically married at 24 and women at 22. And this is this is in Great Britain. That's what happened. Right. Currently, the average age, if you guys want to guess what the average age is. 32. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Spot on. Dude, like, Spot on. Spot I'm, on. I'm finally about ready. 30, 32 for men, 30 for women. And that's kind of like that little delay that she was talking about. Yeah. It's like you don't really come into your own until you kind of like pass the 20s. So, so there's now in Great Britain 3 million 20-year-olds to 34-year-olds, that little range right there, that live with their parents. Um, a, third are, no one. <laughs> <laughs> a third are men, 18% are women, um, and the 3 million total is an increase of 20% from the last time they did this kind of like a study. It, it, it's a 10-year census? Yeah. Okay. So according to the Office of National Statistics, of course, in, in, in Great Britain, mm. um, I think someone mentions right here that they, they interview someone and uh, they said that people are scared of thinking of themselves as adults. They cannot see anything good that comes with being an adult. All our cultural values are with youth. So... I and, um, disagree with that statement. That's yeah, yeah. That's the thing is, um, a, a psychologist is actually on here that that kind of says like I think there's just this infatuation with being a kid. Um, uh, I would call him a professor for Ferretti. Um, actually, terms these things and kind of puts a negative connotation to all these things. He's like, you guys are refusing to grow up. You have a choice. You, you know just what? don't. That, that guy sounds like such. Uh, either a baby boomer or maybe a Gen X. Or Gen Xers are kind of cool, but that guy. 60s. In his 60s. F that guy. Yeah, F that guy. <laughs> I'm with you. Because, <laughs> listeners, we're going to talk about this. This is going to be yeah. such an easy talking point right after I finish this. <laughs> uh, the decisions on whether to marry or not marry, start a family or not, stay put, travel, all this stuff could leave one very overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Most actuality, anxious and depressed. And now we see a lot of people actually use a lot of antidepressants because it's right. this pressure. It's not, it's because it's not organic. The thing is, it, if you, as back then, it just felt organic to be married at 20. Mm-hmm. Right. Start a family. Now, it doesn't seem that way. You're, I'm, I know people in their 30s still paying off their college debt. The, the part of the challenge is, I mean, like, aside from looking at the economy and just how yeah. bad it is and how, how low wages are typically, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. It's just that People in those days, in the earlier days, made enough money with jobs that are not like career jobs, you know, Mm -hmm. till that way you can get married and then still continue building up your career little by little and and getting ahead. But right now, it's kind of one of those things where, okay, I have a really low paying job. Yeah. If I get married now, I might plateau right here, right now, Mm -hmm. or I can work and try to continue building myself and trying to get to a position where I can get married. And that's totally true because. If you go out and you try to get a job now, they ask for so much for yeah. much less money. And this was during, if you compare us to the generation that really made it, the the the, the Donald Trump, uh, let's make America great again. And I'm assuming oh he's talking. I'm assuming he's talking about the fifties. You had to go there. Well, like, yeah, it's, I'm it assuming perfect he's ta- for white people. Not, not not even talking about race. Just just how the family dynamic was. Right. It's, you had a housewife. You had the two kids. You have you have the nice car in the garage mm-hmm. and then you had dad that go that, that does a nine to five that was the typical that was the american dream right that american dream doesn't exist anymore yeah i mean the, because the idea of people having more than one car is yeah, very no, well very well that the idea that only one person works in the family and right. you could support four people is now it's asinine it's yeah. you it's yeah. it's not possible that job doesn't exist anymore that guy's that guy's works at 
General Motors, they used to pay him a lot more. Now they they outsource it to a cheaper work somewhere in Mexico, maybe somewhere in South America. It, yeah. It's just a change in the times, and I don't think the analysts have kind of given this well, generation enough due. Do, I don't but think. I don't think a lot of the I don't think they've taken in all the aspects too, because like. A couple of the people that I dated for a long time, I don't want to marry them. I don't want anything to do with them. I am so glad I didn't marry them because I knew there was better for me and I didn't marry them. And so, they, and because of social media, we don't know how to build a lot. A lot of us don't know how to build decent relationships. It's like, oh, you pissed me off once. Bye. Mm-hmm. We're you're, we're dis- we're getting Swipe our relationships left. disposable. Exactly. Yeah. I, I want to throw in this also. I mean, one of the things is one, the people that are are doing these analyses and things like that, mm-hmm. they're all baby boomers and Gen Xers. Yes. I mean, they're all people basically judging the millennial generation. But here's the, the really the really key thing that I think is important that I don't think I think this is a human thing. Basically, think about this. If you were told this is how the world works, this is what you're supposed to do at this point, mm-hmm. and this is what you're supposed to do mm-hmm. here, etc. You you were taught this is how the world mm-hmm. works. And one thing that you have to really think about about the millennial generation that's very different from Gen Xers and Bay Boomers, one word to say, you know what it is. What's different about us and them? What's different between us and them? You could say one of two words. Yeah, there's one of two words that you can say that I'm like, that's it. You can be or do anything. That's okay. what we were taught. I'll tell you the two words. Yeah. One of them is internet. One of them is technology. Mm-hmm. Internet and to a, har- a large degree technology has changed us fundamentally. Whereas those two generations, like remember a time before mm-hmm. that was a thing, before the internet, before mm-hmm. technology evolved mm-hmm. the way it did. We grew up with it. It changed us, fundamentally changed us as people. And the thing is, it not only changed us fundamentally, it changed the world. It changed the world in ways that are still being understood. Mm-hmm. We, like, people don't fully understand how much the Internet's really changed us communication-wise. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. people who are comparing the Internet to the telegraph. Like the telegraph, I don't know if you guys know this, but this is an episode I actually want to do on the telegraph and the internet, but I'll briefly mention this. The telegraph, when it came out, let me say this, before the telegraph came out, you know what journalism was? Journalism was very flowery. It was very, like, poetic. It was using words that are so, you know, it was like you're selling something, like those, like, sh- like shysters selling, like, those fake medicines. You know yeah, what I mean? Like snake, it oil. Was snake oil salesman. Snake oil salesman, right? It, that's what journalism was like. Uh, a lot of yellow journalism, too. But when the telegraph came out, it fundamentally changed how people communicated over distances because all of a sudden you had X number of words or mm-hmm. letters, mm-hmm. characters, right? You had to be so succinct with how you got a message mm-hmm. across that it fundamentally changed the idea of what journalism was. And so that's why we have the inverted pyramid style of journalism that we have today because you had to get the most important information out as quickly mm-hmm. as possible mm-hmm. through, te- through the telegraph. So they're saying that the internet's the same thing. It fundamentally changed communication, but we don't fully understand how it changed us yet. So back on topic, though, think about this. So you have this technology that's changed the world and changed us, and we've adapted to it very quickly. Mm-hmm. And we understand, even if it's innately and not fully cognizantly, kind of understand how to live in this world. And part of that is you know, tr- doing things later. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. The reason that Gen Xers and Boomers put this idea of we're, we're the Peter Pan generation, they're blaming us for stuff, saying that you know we're not leaving our parents' houses, we're lazy, et cetera, et cetera, all this negative stuff, is because it's either they have to believe that or they have to believe that the world has fundamentally changed and everything that they were ever taught no longer applies. Mm-hmm. And, what, and that's a scary concept. 
So it's yeah. easier to believe, well, these guys just suck. Yeah, it's, it's, it's nice you say that word, adaptability. Um, the thing that I, I don't mind the, the designation of millennials. I really think... I, I but, own it, but, personally. But, but really, I don't think the people that are kind of like in our generation that are like, that, that's recently hit the 30s, up until the 40s, we should not be called millennials. I'm just saying we should we should there should make a special generation for us. We should Well, honestly, we were generation Y until the millennial thing. Yeah, came yeah, yeah. I, I we think the I, I think the millennials else. should be the guys that are slightly younger than us that that grew up with with cell phones, that grew up with kind of like streaming software. Like born in the yeah, cell phones. Yeah. This is innate to them. Yeah. This is this is second nature. We were in that generation where we grew up in the 90s. We didn't have a cell phone. Not right. everybody mm-hmm. had a cell phone. We had pagers. We, I didn't we had. I didn't have a pager either. We finally. I, I, I was told I was when I was young that any any child with a pager or a cell phone is a drug dealer. I was say drug dealer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah sure but I'm, I'm like saying, <laughs> we we are the generation that we used typewriters. We experienced the Whoa, what? Yes, I used a typewriter at home. Did you? Yes. I did. And I learned when I was seven or eight. I you guys a are only two years older than me too. That's we're I mean, old, dude. I I first <laughs> learned to type on a computer. I got a computer when I was ten. I think so. I, well, I learned on a computer, but it was the black and green screen still. Okay, yeah, yeah. They were yeah, old yeah. computers, yeah, but I did too. have a, a, I have typed on an actual typewriter. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, so so we're, we're the generation that, that, that mixes analog with the digital generation. Mm-hmm. We, mm-hmm. We, we somehow weren't, we were born into one and we adapted into the other one. If you want to talk about the, the, the generation before us, they have trouble adapting to the technology. We have no problem adapting to it. We, we're the bridge, man. We're Dude, the we're bridge. The, we're, we're the bridge generation. Yeah, we're the Nisei of the, uh, the you know, the Nisei generation is yeah. the bridge between the Japanese and Japan and the Japanese. And, and the thing is, here, I think the, they should, in, in future studies, if, if you guys working on your PhDs are our age or just want to just differentiate the term millennial with what we this we generation should, we should be really called, is. You know, because we used to be gener- Generation Y, we should be Generation Y2K. Like, that's that's, that's what we what are. That's what they started calling us. Yeah, yeah. 2K. And then they went into millennials. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, because the thing is, we have became that, we're, I, I, I really believe this, we're, we became the generation which we really changed the game in terms of marketing. We well, really changed the game. Mm-hmm. One more thing, though. I mean, I, I, I take pride in this. It wasn't the younger millennials who created the internet. We did. I mean, like, we, we didn't did. create, I mean, the... The Gen Xers created the physical infrastructure yeah. of the internet, but the idea of what the internet is, like the construct. Look, look, here's the thing. Let me let me give you an analogy, okay? They say you know the, the Marvel movies are coming out, yes. starting with Iron Man, yes. all the mm-hmm. Marvel Studio movies. The movie that defined what a superhero or what a Marvel movie was. Do you know what that movie is? What? Superman. Spider-Man, the original oh, Sam Raimi Spider-Man, with its mix of action and comedy and you know, regular life stuff and superhero stuff. It, the, it was the perfect mix of those things. And, you know, whatever opinion you have about that trilogy, the first movie defined what I love Marvel... That. I love the first I, movie. I liked it too. It defined what a Marvel superhero movie was, and they used that as a template for Iron Man 1, the first one, and then Iron Man 1 set the standard, you know? Mm-hmm. So same thing. Um, you know, basically, we were the generation that first, as kids, started playing around the internet, mm-hmm. started going into forums, mm-hmm. started creating memes. Yes. Like, we yeah. we created the idea of what the internet was, and the other generations built on top of that. The, yeah. We, originate, we originated LOL. Yeah. <laughs> Our generation. Dude, we were a... Because like, we, tri- we were trying to type uh, as fast uh, as possible. Uh, 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 right? Yeah. 
we were trying to type as fast as possible. So we we're like, we got we got to come up with these acronyms. So we did. Yeah, lol. But the thing is, a lot of the terminology of millennials as putting this particular generation. I, I was like, I would say like twenty seven to like thirty seven. This this brief time, this brief ten years. We we kind of get like the short end of the stick, like especially from the older generation. That By the way, technically, I mean, it doesn't go that high. The definition of millennial, according to most, not all, yeah, most, it's eighty-two to ninety-eight or ninety-nine. I think too. It's too much. It's too yeah, much of a gap. No, certainly, I think it is too much of a, a gap. Um, the reason why I yeah. think it's too much of a gap is because a lot changed. Yeah, the, the tech. The tech boom was so big that it actually could split the two generations. I, I think definitely though, I, I think you can keep the 82 people all the way to even mid 90s as the same generation but once yeah. you start getting into the kids that are the late 90s they are very different they're so us. different yeah. they're so they are different the, they're, they're the vine generation yeah they're the vine generation i, I still kind of can't use vine i was like okay i, I don't need to i would have killed to have vine when i was in high school because right? i was making movies but i was using freaking tape and like camcorders <laughs> to make dude Noosh. i was before mini dvs <laughs> you were the tape this yeah. is exactly what yeah. we're talking about we you we know how to use a, a analog ca- yeah. camcorder we mm-hmm. know how to use that we we know how to use digital we're like the we're like the people that that consult our, that consult our parents and consult our, our nieces and nephews because mm-hmm. we could do both. Yeah. Like how many of us have their parents ask us, "How do you do this with technology?" Well, of course. Yes. Still to this day. Yeah. Yes, and so. because of that, I think someone out there writing your PhD dissertation, go freaking analyze this, blow this up, okay? But you have to be yes. a millennial because if you're a Gen Xer or a, ba- a baby boomer, uh, you won't understand. Yeah. They don't. Un- they well, really. Well, if they reclassify us, I don't care if they understand or not. I think we should be reclassified. <laughs> I th- I th- well, I'm gonna throw this out there. I actually, even though I think it is a, I, I definitely think there's a difference yeah. between the Y2Ks and the millennials. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't want to be reclassified. I'm, I'm comfortable being a millennial, if only because, I think that at this point. And here's the thing, by the way, I don't have that much interaction with late 90s kids, like the ones who were born in the late 90s. I don't. They're all in high school right now or, or barely getting out of high school. Oh, no, 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 hold on. The the youngest generation of millennials are 18. Hold on, hold on. Stop for a second. I got to think. If you're going from in 95 to 2000, they are out of high school and in Go college. back. Okay, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. It's not 99. It's it's 98 because the 2016, the like the election mm-hmm was the first election where the entire millennial bracket could vote. The 98s were now officially 18 years old, right? Wait, what year was that? 2008? Yeah, wait, hold on. What? What's 2016 oh. minus 18 years? It's 98, right? 98. Right, so 98. it's 82 to 98. That's that's the millennial bracket. So I do think that last tail end should be cut off. I think I think if you go 82 to... 92-ish. Yeah, 82 to 92 yeah. or mid-90s, 95, it's fine. Like, that works, but... I think the ones after are are a little little too young. If if you still used a payphone to call your dad to pick you up, then actually, yeah. you know what? Though, I mean, no, 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 you don't use the payphone. You actually just yell real quick when it's trying to tell you the phone number when you're calling right. collect. Like I need that to pick up the library. Click. Actually, if you grew up as a child using collect, yeah, yeah, <laughs> collect. I mean, if it, you know what collect is, really the the rule should be this: if you were in grade school, middle school, or high school, and you didn't have a cell phone until high school. High school. Until high school. If, you, if the first time you had a, had a cell phone was in high school, then you're our generation. That's, that's really what that, – that's perfect. Yeah. The, 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 we got a high school so, sophomore, senior year. I, was, I, was, I got year. mine in 2001. Sadly, I can remember because it got delivered on September 11th. Oh. So 2001 is when I, got my, when I got my cell phone, my first cell phone. 
Dude, my, mine was like a hand-me-down, but I, I had my phone, first little, like, brick little mm-hmm. device. Nokia, I think. The Nokia, the, like, yeah. toughest phones on the planet. Yeah. yeah if, I mean, basically, you had either a BlackBerry or a Nokia. If you were yeah. rich, you had a BlackBerry. If you were just a regular person, you had, you had Nokia. a Nokia. That thing lasted a week. You never have to charge it. Yeah. And if you kids don't understand that, dude, you obviously dude, didn't live in our I, generation. Oh, you just, such good days. You just <laughs> reminded me. I forgot. That's true. You can charge it and run it for a week. They're actually trying yeah. to bring back one of those brick phones, too, Nokia, because huh. they're they're trying to go back into the market of just simple phones. Dude, by the way, on, on the topic of phones, man, Japan has some of the sickest phones, it dude. It is, yeah. Like, and they make flip phones that are sick. Like, I want them. Yes. Like, I want a flip phone from Japan because it looks so cool. <laughs> I've seen the flip phone where it's both of these are, like, just just screens, just touch screens, yeah. and they're, they're a flip phone. They're like a sandwich. Hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I well, totally well, the thing is, I well, the one thing I want to get across here is we because of this kind of like we're these late twenties, thirty year old kids, as they call us, we're actually like a marketing demographic. There's a lot of merchandise and marketing that goes into satisfying our consumer needs. You could you could list off a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. Me in general, you guys, if you guys ever been to my house, I collect action figures. Mm-hmm. Right. And if you go to the the Toys R Us. There's one section that's for children in the Transformers section. That's the more artsy, a little colorful stuff. And then they call one that's been released since uh, the 2000s. They call it the Classic Series. The Classic <laughs> Series is for everybody that remembers the cartoon from, from the 80s. <laughs> and, the, and the thing is, they're marketed towards them. It's marketed towards them. And even going a step further, if you guys ever heard of Sideshow Collectibles, these are dolls and action figures, not for kids. They're not for kids. If you play with them, like joints will fall off. They're literally stuff that looks really cool, like a like a twelve inch doll. You pose it. Yeah, you pose just, it and yeah. all that stuff. And they do it for every every superhero thing, from Iron Man to Superman, and they even did it for even that weird movie Sucker Sucker Punch. Ah. Yeah, they yeah. did all of that, and all of that, if you think about it, is marketed towards us. They're a, yeah, they're adult toys, and I'm not talking about sex toys. They're just See, that's toys. Immediately where my brain there's went. toys that <laughs> they're toys that are give, given to adults. They're they're to suit our needs, and I think our generation, it, we're really what, what I say, we're we're very susceptible to nostalgia, mm-hmm. extremely susceptible to nostalgia. Well, can I throw something else out there also about? About this idea of of what is considered for adults and what is considered for children, mm-hmm. especially America has kind of like a weird relationship with that or definition of that. But when you think about it, there there are professional careers right now in America mm. where you are playing. You are a basketball player, mm. football player. Mm. There are video gamer. Well, here's the thing: things like video gamer mm-hmm. is not. Esport is not officially considered like a professional or like it's not considered an adult career right now. It's transitioning. Like the argument that I'm making right now is that newer things like the like collecting toys mm-hmm. or um, things related to video games and uh, things like that, people don't quite see them as an activity that's acceptable for adults yet because it hasn't been around long enough. Yeah. Like right now, it, it is. It's been around. Sports has been around for so long. That it is acceptable for a grown man to make his career playing a game. Yes, true. But newer things, newer ty- I mean, and, and I say newer, I don't mean just technology in the last 10, 20 years. I mean toys. 
that mm. adults have collected, which is a thing that really started in the 80s, mm. you know? Yeah. That is something that hasn't quite been accepted in the mainstream as something that's acceptable for adults. Mm. I get that. No, I think that's true, but that's when our generation, as we get older, is going to normalize. Yeah. It's definitely going to normalize. Yeah, like, and that's, tattoos and are also, be more normalized. And also, we grew, we grew up for cartoons for adults, or at least for teenagers. Yeah, it's, that's true. So there's a whole network just dedicated to teenagers, if you think about it. Um, yeah. Pretty much, if you if if you're a kid and you grew up and you watched Simpsons, um, dude, Simpsons is exactly changed. I was thinking about them today. a lot. I mean, here's, here's one of the one of the weird things. Is this guys, there are. This is how much I watched Simpsons as a, as a kid. Mm-hmm. I watched it so much that there are times now where I think back about a joke or I think back about a reference and I realize, oh snap, that was a <laughs> joke. That's not a real fact because when you're a kid, you just absorb everything. Like uh-huh. this is truth. This, and I'll give you an example, and this is, this is something I realized like long ago. Like, oh, okay, that's not true, but there's something I can't remember what it was. But there's something recently, like a few months ago, mm-hmm. where I realized, oh wait, that's not true. That was a joke, actually. <laughs> um, but here, let me give you an example. Something I realized a long time ago is not true, but for years I thought it was true. It, there's a joke in. Um, do you guys remember Who Killed Monty Burns? That special. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. In the Who Kills Monty Burns special, where they discover. Whoever killed Monty Burns had Simpson blood, right? Yeah. Uh, Lisa's like, well, like, it could have been any one of us. Well, except you, Mom, because, you know, you have Bouvier blood. And and Marge Simpson <laughs> says, no, actually, when I married your father, I took everything that came along with it, including <laughs> blood. And I remember I heard that, and I just accepted it as fact. And pretty much, dude, until I was like 15, I thought that, yeah, when you get married, you take their blood type, too. Nice. And then I was like, wait. And well, I, I no, 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 that, that's not what they meant, but it's like, you know. Yeah. yeah. But I, when I was 15, I was like, wait, that doesn't make any sense at all. That's not, that was a joke. Like and a suddenly, blood transfusion, yes. Your Simpson <laughs> blood now. But like, yeah, dude, I, I wish I could remember what it was. There was recently something I realized like two months ago where I was like, oh, that was a Simpsons joke. That's not true. <laughs> Simpsons screwing up everybody's yeah. life. <laughs> But when you're a kid, you know it's it's truth. It's like yeah, everything's it, truth. You just yeah. hear it. You Dude, I feel, it. I feel I feel I'm not gonna lie. Because Simpsons was very smart about its humor, and mm-hmm. and it wasn't crass. As I mean, it was a little crass, but not often. It was very crass. Mm. The early seasons yeah. were very. I don't want to say wholesome. Yeah. But they were as wholesome. There's good stories in there. There's some good stories. There, there, it had some wholesome nature to it. But dude, I kind of feel a little sorry for, just for the Family Guy generation, the kids who grew up with Family Guy. I, I mean, Family Guy's cool, yeah. mm-hmm. but it's so crass. It's so I'm crass. Just like, dude, yeah. the kids. This is this this. I love Family Guy, and yeah. I just know how offensive this is yeah. as like a like like a series. It's just these people are terrible. This is terrible stuff for kids to watch. Yeah, it is. It yeah. really is. There's there's no story. There's no sense of wholesomeness in any of the episodes. No, no. It's just jokes after jokes yeah. after jokes. That's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, go on, Ken. Wait. Oh, yeah, you were in the middle. Of oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> also, also, if you think about it, even yeah. mo- if you, even movies that are marketed towards us, like I, I mentioned this because I watched Beauty and the Beast twice last week. I still <laughs> haven't seen it. Me I haven't either. had time. You, you, I, honestly, I just want to see the Gaston parts. Yeah, That's it's, cool. it's amazing. I want to see uh, it. Those are good. Those are good parts. But I'm yeah. like I'm like singing on my way here to Beauty and the Beast on, on the nice 110 freeway, which is always crowded. You get a ton of singing time. Well, I'm thinking that movie is for our generation as much as it for the little kids. Little kids, of course, will go mm-hmm. with their parents and be like, oh, okay, that's cool, that's cool. I love singing and stuff like that, and it's about Beauty and the Beast. And I, mom and dad, let me see the cartoon. I want to see how it is. For us, we, as for us, I feel like we feel Beauty and the Beast in there. Like, we, we look at it, and 
and it's become live action. I mean, we are, I'm looking at the screen, and I'm, it's like marveling. I can, when I grew up, I would never imagine this was possible. Never, never. Yeah. And because because I I knew how hard it is to animate when when I was a kid. I was like, we didn't have any 3D animation. Especially that Simpsons episode when they far- first started I 3D know. animation. That I was one of the first the instances of yeah. ever in in like anything of like well not anything but in 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 television. In television, least, right? Because it of, it, it just costs so much money, yeah. and now everybody in their basement could could do like a 3D thing, yeah. and it'll be okay because you have the software now. And this is really what I'm trying to say. It's because we were there when that didn't exist, and then when it did. Our minds was blown. Our minds mm-hmm. were blown. Yeah, and and for some reason, we adapted to that, and now we create that. So we're the generation that we went from analog all the way to digital, and we bridged the gap. We're the bridge generation. What's what we should be called? No, we. I don't want to be called that, but I, I want to be called this. How do we call ourselves, Generation Dream? I like Dude, that. by the way, we sound like a K-pop band. No, I want to <laughs> call it Generation Broken Dreams because all. <laughs> A lot of the stuff that my counselors told me ended up in a couple of years not being true at right. all. They told me, just graduate college, if you're a humanities major, you'll be fine. There's companies not looking for this particular thing, not unless you want to be an engineer or go into health, into like science. You'll be fine. You know what's interesting is hearing about like how fabulous it was and yeah. you... I'm actually sitting there wanting to watch this movie for a completely different reason because I'm an adult. I want to support Emma Watson because I love her. Yes. And because she is an amazing feminist and I love her. And that's the only, like, I want to see Beauty and the Beast, but it's like, eh, whatever, I'd watch any video. But because she's yeah. in it, I'm still going to watch it because I want to support I'm, her. I'm, I'm just mad that people are making this like, a, like, oh, this is like, this movie has all these messages of uh, being pro, pro-gay, pro-queer and... Well, I'm pro all that. No, so it's all I, good. yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. But they're making too big of a deal about oh, it. Oh, I see. They always yeah. do. Well, they, yeah. What about the Finding Dory? They're yeah. like, oh my God, there's two females that are possibly no. married or something. No, in when it or you when like you that. start bringing, atten- it's like, do you know who voices Dory? Yeah. Hello. Yeah. When you start bringing attention to this stuff, I like, I, I sat there for two hours, not even thinking about this, and someone put it on like some news website. Oh, this is pro gay, whatever. I'm already been happily. In, immersed in this culture now mm-hmm. and I'm glad to say that I looked at that and I, I saw it as normal Right, and good. I think that's the best thing we could think about it as normal when you try to bring this as feminine issues and all that stuff that kills, a, that kills I, the movement I, 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 yeah. Mean, I see what you mean yeah. Yeah, yeah. When, it's kind of like if you go like the pro-black movement Black Lives Matter Right. when we come to a day where we don't mention that and we, we, we don't think about it I was like that's the day we finally made it and mm-hmm. I really yeah. think they made it with feminism and 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 kind of kind of queer relationships. We're okay with it now. Well, I mean, here's well, the thing. Here's the thing. Here. We, yeah, here, here especially yes. here in California, and also within yeah. our generational group. Yes, but you have to remember. For the most part. Yeah, for the most part. But but other generations, older generations, or not. Dude. I mean, it's it just simply. I, I would definitely say this when it comes to feminism, when it comes to uh, you know queer issues um and also with black lives uh, Mm. minority Mm -hmm. issues in general really immigration all those things um i think our generation is more okay with it and and normalize these things and and normalize acceptance Mm -hmm. yeah uh, tolerance all those things but i think that it's not the norm for older generations and also outside of california like we live in california we are privileged to be here yes um but sadly it still happens yeah but everyone should watch that movie and just be happy 
because there, there is yeah. there is a thing where the way they run on press junkets and stuff. I saw this at the ArcLight where they have a little they they, they fill in the press junket right afterwards. It's like, do you notice about the gay, the feminism, and do you notice about the interracial relationships? And they looked at each other. The two black actresses that are on there. They looked at each other and they're like, I didn't even realize it until now until you said it. And mm-hmm. I I looked at that. And I was like, this is perfect, perfect. You yeah. cast it in a way where it's like, okay white man black woman could be together vice versa and all that stuff it should be you should, should just be, okay. be it's a good movie i love the songs it ha- it looked beautiful and then watch the movie for that yep if you're looking for some political agenda you could you could you could find political agenda any movie okay mm-hmm. if you look if you dig hard enough yes you'll find it let's just go enjoy this movie and and i w- if anyone saw the movie and didn't think about that stuff great i i, I feel Great for you. You're, you're, I feel like you're enlightened because you, you, you've found acceptance into this where it's just in your, in your lexicon now. Everything seems kind of A-OK. Even if it's kind of like a little weird, a little queer, everything's A-OK. No one's as tolerant as Gaston. You, you have this love thing for Gaston, <laughs> do, don't you? Dude, I love... Okay. We need to go watch Beauty and the it's Beast. It's weird. It's weird because he's the villain. But, dude, I, I love Gaston so... I don't even know why. Anyways, he's outrageous. And that song, the, the Gaston song, yeah. dude, I... Did you hear the movie? That is my The favorite. new movie version? No. Listen to the new as movie long version. As, as long as they have that line of, you know, the, the part where he's talking about... <laughs> I mean, he's actually a lot of people are more tolerant than Gaston because he, he he literally sings that part about, um, you know, doing stuff to Belle's dad, like <laughs> like, like you know, perse- <laughs> I, I believe the line is, "No one persecutes harmless crackpots like Gaston." Jeez. <laughs> and by the way, if, if you guys like speaking of Gaston, man, you you'll love Luke Evans' performance of Gaston. Like he's totally stole the show. Like what, he, what else did Luke Evans do? Like I've never even and heard the, of him. He, uh, Luke Evans did a lot of stage plays, mostly musicals. Okay. But you probably know him from The Hobbit. He plays the bard in The Hobbit. He takes plays the what? Bard. Yeah. There's a bard in the. Yes, Hobbit? yes, there is. Oh, 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 Bombadil. Mm. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And uh, he he was in this uh, movie called oh, okay. uh, Dracula Untold. He was the main guy in that oh, movie gosh. that was actually brought here, yeah. where he actually played that. And um, but the thing is, if you watch that movie, it, Gaston really steals the show, and I think really thinks because of Gaston's character, but also the ability of Luke Evans. His voice is amazing. You just he's so charismatic too, hmm. that you just watch it as like, eh, if he wasn't such a jerk, I don't mind if he married Belle. If he was wasn't such a douchebag murderer, but a lot of the funny moments in the movie does come from Gaston. Wait, I have a question, dude. And. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, this is not a spoiler because we've already seen the cartoon, right? You don't mind? I, I have a question. It is <laughs> a change. What? It is a change in the movie about oh. what happens to Gaston. Same thing in the movie, in the, in the cartoon? What happens in, what happens in the cartoon? I, I haven't watched a cartoon in years. I have no idea because I don't remember. Uh, he falls from a rafter into bad I stuff. don't want to spoil anything. Into bad oh stuff. He falls, but from oh. what? Oh, and through what means? All I know is this, man. Look, all I know is just maybe, know he falls. Maybe there's a secret ending where Gaston doesn't have to die and he can keep being. No one lives like Gaston. <laughs> you, really <laughs> you, love you know what though? The, the only disappointing thing. I'm like, watch. Did you watch the live movie? What the new Beauty movie? Beast? Yeah. No, not yet. I, need I, to I go. didn't either. A spoiler alert: Gaston dies at the end. No. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was I was watching it. And I was like. Oh man, he's the only person that's dead. <laughs> <laughs> that, well, I mean, 
That is that is literally yeah. That, that's what happens in the cartoon also. He's yeah. the only so, person that's dead. Evil people die. Uh, Can he be reformed and be like, you know I what? Know. I'm just gonna move to. I'm just Dude, gonna actually, move to Paris. Nah, he has Dude, to be no, no, no. Here's the thing. This whole idea of reforming villains, that's a new Disney yes. thing. In the past, Disney's like, kill them. Kill them. Kill them all. <laughs> kill them all, folks. <laughs> yeah, kill them all. They I learn mean, nothing. Well, yeah. not true. The wicked um, Cinderella's stepmother and sisters. Well, listen, they, they, were, they were left to poverty, which is the same as letting them die. <laughs> yeah, we'll get the plague shortly. Don't worry. Yeah. They got hit by the plague, and that's I mean, about I mean, it. When you think about the new movies now, the, the, the villains tend to... Reform the last new movie where I remember somebody truly died. Actually, no, this is Pixar. Pixar doesn't count. We have to think about Disney movies. Yeah, Disney, Disney, mm. not because Pixar kills. Pixar has no problem killing <laughs> people true. off. They usually kill off the innocents in the beginning. <laughs> yes. yes, dude. Who? What's the last Disney? I mean, here's the thing. I can't tell the difference between Disney and Pixar anymore because well, they're Pixar all makes Ra- the Disney movies Rapunzel, now. which is good, right? They're both high in quality. Oh yeah, wait, Rapunzel. Okay, actually, no, Rapunzel killed. I don't like Disney's scripts very well. Yeah, me neither. They seem to Pixar's. be more princess and more... More singing. Sing yeah. the whole time. Sing. Dude, not even... Here's the problem, though. A lot of the, the Disney films, as far as I remember, they've kind of strayed away from singing and more into just soundtrack. Like, here's a song playing while we're doing a montage. Thank but, goodness. But, dude, I, I miss the musicals. I miss, you know, Belle singing a song. You know, I, Broadway. I, I, I love musicals. I don't. Oh, you don't like <laughs> musicals? I, was oh. say, I, don't. I love musicals, I yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I just haven't. I like Moulin Rouge, but other than that, I haven't really seen too many musicals. Actually, by the way, we, we're going to end the show soon. But you know what musical I really like? I, I, was, I was just, I have it on my iPod and just randomly shuffled into it. Mm. And uh, I just realized, dude, I really love this story. It's the Phantom of the Opera, dude. Me too. So good. Never seen that, it. D- that storyline is so good. Like, it's it's a beautiful story. It's The, the songs are amazing. Yeah. The songs are amazing on it. Yeah. I, I mean, and honestly, I'm not even listening to, like, the, the showstoppers. Like, the song that I heard that, like, took me back was, you know, all the songs? They had two versions of this. The part where the the director and the theater owner are singing about the notes. Like, oh, it's more notes. Mm-hmm. The notes song, basically. Like, dude, it's so good. Like, I don't know, man. Like, that, that storyline is solid. Yeah, just don't watch the Gerard Butler version. He really the kills movie? it. Yeah, he really kills it. It was Gerard Butler? Yes. Oh man, it I sounds had no like idea. Mr. Soundpaper. Yeah, sandpaper. Sandpaper. Thing, I, I, I say sandpaper. I want to like... go back and watch it. What should I watch though? Huh? I mean, I want to go back and go watch, watch a Broadway stuff. version Dude, of it. How am I going to watch a Broadway version? I'm of it, pretty man? sure they had like different Some versions kind of out. Version. Yeah, there's tons of them. Fan yeah, of there's them tons of them. It's Wait, not like on video or yeah. like on on video. Oh, okay. It's not a new thing. Oh, cool. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. I was, no, I was say like, how am I gonna go to freaking New York to watch this thing, man? Easy, I'm a get student. On a plane I'm a student. <laughs> I feel excuse like. Excuse me. Excuse me. I'm I'm a student. Yeah. I'm a student. <laughs> By the way, excuse me. So I, I'm a student. Yeah, I'm a student. I just do that all the way to the plane. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I watch. I've been watching a lot of Friends on Netflix recently, yeah. and I'm like, that's the generation before our generation. Yeah. For yeah. The most part. Yeah. Yeah. Chandler was clicking away on the screen that was. Looks like a Game Boy. <laughs> it's running through DOS. Dude, yeah. if, if you ever wanted to feel a little bit old, it's that there are people in high school right now who've actually said to their parents and to other older people that they know, like, hey, guys, I just, I just found this really cool show on Netflix called Friends. Have you seen it? And, like, oh, no. every, every Oh, yeah, you told parent, us about that. It's like, oh. You told me about that. It, it feels like this stab, like, I'm, I'm that old. This, Friends was my life. 
See, I never was big into Friends, but that would hurt. Not just yeah, friends. Not, not just Friends. It's just all the the, yeah. the shows in our generation were just top notch. Yeah. When 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 uh, those studios were actually giving people a little leeway because I remember it way like pre uh, 1985 they were canceling everything. You get one mm. or good two seasons again, yeah. and the, you look at all the shows like Star Trek canceled, Twilight, I know. Twilight what Zone, is wrong Twilight with Zone canceled. All these all these wonderful shows with these big personalities. A lot of them were canceled. If you didn't know mm-hmm. about it. It's kind of like if you thought about Tom Hanks' career, if he was still in Bosom Buddies, what would have happened to his career? <laughs> One season canceled. Tom now Hanks we have. Now we have. Awesome. Now we have Tom a big Hanks. star. Tom Hanks, yeah. yeah. He wouldn't have rose as high. I he know. Would, yeah. Watch Do, Catch Me If You Can this weekend. It was amazing. He's amazing. Hey, he has a hey, new hey, Mindy. movie. He has hey, a Mindy. new movie. Knock, knock. Who's there? <laughs> he, he, do, he does, he does, it. He does have a new <laughs> movie with Emma <laughs> Watson. <laughs> I'm not finishing it. Why not? <laughs> it's inappropriate. No, it's not. It's really funny. <laughs> um, before we end the show, actually, I forgot to show you this picture. Like you guys have seen, you you, you guys have already seen, right? These pictures of the the wiggles. The, the wiggles, yes. yes. The wiggles. Let me show you this other picture to show you just how sexy these people are. You've already seen how sexy Anthony is. Yes, here's I a have. picture of Lackey and Emma. Oh, dude, wow. they are some gorgeous. What, is her real name like, Emma? Her real name's Emma. I it's think like I. Ha- Beauty and the oh Beast. my god, I think I have a thing for a girl's name Emma. but yeah i mean as you can see like they actually when they take off their skivvies like they are attractive people like they can they clean up wait does she take off her skivvies not like on camera i don't know (laughs) google it no i mean when they take it off as in like they do we saw abs we saw abs i saw abs wiggles of their own Every, I mean, listen, all I know is this. There's, like a, there's actually an interview where Lackey and Emma were asked, okay, so when did you guys have your first date, your first kiss? And they mentioned how, I mean, they were they're on tour. They're on tour eight months out of the year. Mm-hmm. And they were, had their first date and how um, Emma wanted to have their first kiss poolside. But, like, Lackey's like, no, no, we got to keep this the PDA, like, secret. We can't let anybody they know. They did everything this. in the tour bus, didn't they? they no, no. They, <laughs> no, they didn't. They did They. They had their first kiss in the hotel room. But here's the thing. Aww. Listen, you have your first kiss after a date. You don't stop at just a first kiss in well, a hotel. Well, also, why are you planning the first kiss? Why don't you just... Never plan it? the first kiss. Don't ever plan the first That's kiss. Unless you don't know how to kiss. That's true. And, by then, the, and by that point, you've already done yourself in. So doesn't doesn't this guy also kind of have like a Ryan Gosling thing going? I mean, he, he cleaned up nice enough. He kind of has like a... Ryan Gosling face, doesn't he? Yeah, she got like that Emma Stone Stone thing going. Yeah, on. she kind of does have an Emma Stone still thing. Still waiting for, still waiting for my uh, career to take off. So yeah, date so Emma can, Stone. Well, keep doing the go. show, man. Maybe I know we, we might be. Happen. I really hope we go on to like morning radio. I dude, I, I'll take there you guys you as far as I can go with this thing. Morning man. radio, <laughs> morning radio really needs this. Mindy, uh, just because of the fact that I have been doing this a lot. I extend the offer. I mean, him is just anytime he wants to come, just don't even tell us. Just come. That's it. Can just come. Mindy, anytime you want to come, just let us know, and we will get you on the show that day. No. All right? Yes. Just because you, you, you know what? You guys did a great job today. This was good stuff. We were stuff. good substitutes. You were good. This is the stand-ins episode. You guys were great. <laughs> mm-hmm. You guys were great. I enjoyed I'm it. I'm the Ryan this episode. You were. And I'm the Courtney. You're the Courtney. Actually, that's really <laughs> kind of unnerving we, if you think about we, it. Can we get a three shot of us after this is done just so that way I can make this a new profile? <laughs> you got to stop. Absolutely. You got to stop. We're you got to so stop. Doing that. Your boyfriend's going to punch you in the face <laughs> and then Courtney's going to be like, fuck this guy. Yeah. And then we're still escaping all the wrath. We're good. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Mindy, do you have anything to signal boost? Anything to put out there? 
uh, announce. Well, I know that you didn't know much about Beachbody, so if anyone's curious about Beachbody, their programs, geology, or anything like that, reach out. I'm sure I'll be tagged in the post, so just yeah. reach out, and I'll talk to you one-on-one. Cool. Thank you. Ken, do you have anything to mm. signal boost or anything? Me? I'm still writing for wearetoguard.com. You can see any of my indie music articles on there. Well, nice. Under my name, of course. He is not a hipster. Oh, yeah. Are you sure? He's not a hipster douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> There okay, I'm go. not the douchebag part, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like the music, goodness. You well, like the music, listen, and now you're... Can I just say this? I mean, just comparatively with me and Mindy and you, I feel like me and Mindy are dressed just like casual people, just wearing a you know top, shirt, whatever. Yeah. But you, the way you layered, the way your hair is, you look so hip, man. I'm wearing sweatpants. But, but I <laughs> It's nice sweatpants, but... Because your shirt matches. That's so. true. It's nice sweatpants, and I got a Uniqlo. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yoga pants, dude. I okay. do yoga in this pants. Once the show's over, I'm, I'm gonna check him out. Oh, well, not like that. Uh, nope, too not bad. Like you already that. went there. Too, you already went I can't there. See the, too much. The, you, I can't see the. Do you want to see below the belt? Yeah, I can't see past the table. <laughs> Let's keep it that way. <laughs> Let's keep it that way. By the please. way, you you know how much like Ryan you are? Because remember, I'm always trying to get in Ryan's pants. Or I'm trying to get Ryan's pants. <laughs> so wait, I just wait. Are you trying to get into like, his pants or steal his pants? Steal both. his pants. Oh, okay. Both. Well, I'm trying to get into his pants, and then I'm trying to get his pants on. Like get into his pants. So, he is a charismatic guy. He gets his ladies. He does. He does. So, all right, guys. Well, hey, thank you for joining us on another episode of Ryan and Ken. Wait, no, New Shen- Oh, that's oh, a Freudian Ken slip. Nush. That's a Freudian slip. I was like, Ryan and Ken are dead, but <laughs> Ken, Ken and Noosh are dead. Ken and Noosh are dead. Um, and uh, we will see you next week. And I hope we the, the song that we're ending with is, let me see what the song is this is why he needs ryan i know i know actually okay the song is called force by alan walker so uh, again check us out on you know whatever on our facebook our youtube uh and uh tweet at us email us etc so all right catch you guys later have a good week
Ryan and Usher Dead is made possible thanks to KDHR, the student-operated radio station of California State University, Dominguez Hills. For more information about KDHR, please visit www.kdhr.net. The intro song for this show is Space Ace by Blind. This music is made available thanks to Overclocked Remix. For more information, please visit ocremix.org.